You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's a Friday afternoon, so it's time for the weekly wrap. And this week, I'm talking to Anu Smith from Sky Blue Fund Managers. And Anu, you know what? It's been a surprising week in an unsurprising way because the South African Reserve Bank is the big story of the week from a South African point of view because they cut interest rates yesterday by 25 basis points to, what is it, six and a quarter percent, the repo rate. But anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, rates are still too high, but it's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, we've been speaking, speaking about this for for probably the last year, and, and it might be. I think uh, we, we, I think there's two camps of of managers, fund managers in South Africa, and those are the ones that probably were too early, and the ones that got the resource run. Um, and and I think that that's the big the, the distinguishing factor between the fund managers, especially if you look at the equity managers. So. Um, the guys that were too early, what I mean by that is, is the people who's, who's been expecting lower inflation um, for a while now. We've seen lower inflation and one would expect the Reserve Bank to start cutting, but then the Reserve Bank held back because they were afraid of, of the rand selling off on the back of, of, of interest rate cuts. Um, and, and those are probably the, the guys that were too early. So that, that's predominantly your value type of guys. Um, well, that's also not true because some of the value guys actually bought a lot of resource stocks and they outperformed. Um, but, but those are the two camps. So, you know, um, the question is always, is it value, is it growth? Last year was sort of in between a very much a stock picker market. Um, and you had to be very clever to make money in that type of market. And this year, we're starting off on a different note. Like you've said, we've had a cut. Um, the first one, and and you know, with the Reserve Bank being so hawkish in the past, one can't imagine that there would only be one. Um, this has got to be a cutting cycle of some sort, I would expect, because they wouldn't have cut if, if there were risks of if they saw risks in the future that it would only be one cut. That that would be fruitless. Um, so so it's probably they're probably seeing a cutting cycle. Um, and, and then secondly, we've had a we, at last we've got a phase one trade deal. Um, it's still debatable what that means for the for the world, and we've got Brexit happening most probably at the end of the month, if not February. So, a lot of things actually seems as though we've got some certainty. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Maybe everybody went on holiday, came back, and they hmm. wanted to change things. I don't know how it happens. Um, yeah, but I read an interesting article, you know, and. Last year, especially towards the end of the year, you know, it's all doom and gloom and we had the whole ESCOM and, you know, stages we haven't seen before. Stage 8, I think, was the number and nobody even know what, or knew what, what stage 8 was. Um, I can tell you what stage 8 like is, no power whatsoever. That's what stage well, 8 is. So, so stage 8, I, I was in, in Andres, which is close to Hermanus down in Western Cape. Yes. And I think when we had that um, stage, I think we went up to stage 6, if I can remember correctly, um, uh, it was two hours on, two hours off. Hmm. So it's 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 far worse the further away you go from a city, obviously. Um, yeah. So so look, and, and I, I think I, I think for for businesses in those areas, it's got to be a problem. Um, it has to create a problem. But I also think you know, as Africans across the board, we 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 adapt. If there's a problem, we adapt and we we try and solve it or make it better or get a solution. And I think that's probably what we are seeing, especially if we go into a store and the guy's got a generator or whatever the case might be. You see more and more solar power being installed. 
And, um, you know, maybe we needed that to push ESCOM into the right direction. Um, so we're now seeing that third-party distributors or uh, producers might actually be, be, be tapped into to, to the grid soon. So stuff like that is actually happening. Um, it's happening slowly, but at least we are seeing steps in the right direction. Exactly what I'm but saying. Yeah. You're seeing steps in the right direction. Does that mean that the, the South African economy has based or has formed a foundation and will go forward yeah. from here? Has, have we seen the worst? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, you. look, that's debatable whether we've seen the worst. We, we still need to save ESCOM, although we said there's steps. I mean, there's still the outstanding debt. We've still got SAA. Um, so, look, uh, whether we've seen the worst in the economy in terms of economic growth, um, I, I don't know. It might get worse, I think. Um, but that's not to say that we haven't seen the worst in asset prices. So I think, and, and that's the that's the article I was also referring to, also speaks about this. I think there's a there's a disconnect, and one should be very careful. We've seen this in China. We've seen it across the globe. As people try and and, and correlate economic growth or economic activity with with market returns, and those two aren't aren't necessarily correlated. So we might see. The economy is still struggling in 2020, 2020, um, but we could see asset prices actually doing quite nicely um, for in 2020. And I think that might be a bit of a disconnect and, and it might be unex- sort of unexpected, not so much by informed market participants, because I think there's a lot of articles and a lot of people who's already talking about it, um, but by... Uh, the man who invests in a collective investment scheme or a unit trust, as we call them. Um, you know, I think there's so much gloom and doom in, in newspapers that they might not see this opportunity. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully the noises are made loud enough to mm-hmm. wake them up. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, I mean, and it's also, it's if, if you've just spoken about CPI or, well, the, the rates probably feeds into CPI yes. or consumer you know, inflation. And um, inflation is now at levels we haven't seen for, for a very long time. I think it's the lowest we've seen in 10 years or 11 years it is. Um, yet the inflation in, in, in the States is actually now ticking up. Now, why is this? Only very slightly, though. Important? I mean, very, very slightly. Yeah, it is slightly. But, but, but remember, it puts their negative real yield on a 10-year bond. Uh, you know, even lower, even more negative, if you want to say that. And, and our yield is actually now becomes very, very attractive. Um, so, and we have seen some flows coming in. So I think that might be a theme for 2020, that we could see a stronger rand for longer, and which, again, feeds into this inflation theme. And, you know, the, the articles I've read, and I've spoken to a couple of people, and it, it's it's definitely possible that inflation could go below three. Um, at, at what point it will bottom, it's, um, and it's, it's hard to say, but it could definitely go below three. And, and if, if, it's, if that's the case, then there's no reason for the Reserve Bank to cut even more. And then that feeds into positivity and you probably want to be an SA Inc. type shares and not the the um, RAND hedges because I think I've, I was just looking at the graphs. I mean, the RAND hedges from the 1st of December up until now, it's actually done very, very well. The likes of BTI and, and some of the platinum stocks. And also so the platinum forth. stocks, yeah, they've done incredibly yeah. well. But let's, let's, yeah. let's move on yeah. to the stocks you've just been referring to because this has been what I would describe as a retail week. Woolies, Massmart. Mm. True was Mr. Price. I mean, those three. Woolies came out with the news that Ian Moyer was uh, stepping down and Roy Bagatini was coming in. The stock yep. soared. Okay, it's calmed down a little mm-hmm. bit since then. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we had Massmart saying they're going to 
lay off a certain amount of people and mm. also close some Dion Wired stores. The <clears throat> share price went <clears throat> shooting up. Truworths yesterday came out with a 26-week trading update. Mr. Price came out with its trading update this morning. But it's been really retail-focused. And that's the fascinating part of the South African economy because we are a consumption-led country. So yeah, this is yeah. an important, important week for South Africa. Yeah, so so you, you've got retailers, you've, well, like you've just mentioned, and Masmart actually, when, when they first announced it, the stock went negative, and then all of a sudden there was a swing around, and where we saw this big uptick, because I, we had a discussion in the office, I said, when they announced it, and, um, you know, I, I said, you should buy that thing, it's it's now probably, if you can buy it, you that, that's the type of thing you should probably take advantage of, because at that stage, we haven't seen retail sales being published, but what we have seen is we've seen vehicle sales, and those has actually picked up quite nicely, and they tend to be a leading indicator for normal retail sales. And um, then, so we had Masmart, Edcon, and all of that. And then we had retail sales coming out better than expected. And you, you had the Reserve Bank cutting. So all of a sudden, from where we were in December, everybody, uh, you know, were probably didn't want to touch a retailer. Now all of a sudden, it looks it's, it looks different. Um, there might be, like I said, retailers. You know, and it is our economy is definitely consumption led, and it needs it needs a bit of impetus and you know a bit of stimulatory um, interest rates being cut and and a bit of confidence and, and not much, just a little bit, and then all of a sudden things change quite quite dramatically. Because if if you look at, I think it was. Can't remember. I think it's Fashini. If if you look at those results or the trading update, yes. um, funny enough, eleven point two percent. I think is the number on cash revenue. Cash sales is up eleven point two, and the credit sales is actually very flat. So there hasn't been a huge amount of credit extension um, over the last that I think it's a twenty six a week period that that they have reported on. So we haven't seen credit extension growing substantially. And now with the Reserve Bank cutting rates, we've actually got a. There's an ability from banks to now extend credit. So, you know, we could see a bit of an uptick on on retailers. I think um, it might be that we see a swing around in 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 in, um, uh, in sectors as well. Like we've just said, with uh, you know BTI, Roynet, um, like you can name them. All, mostly the Rand hedges, the miners has done very very well. Um, so we might have we might be at the cusp of, of a little bit of a sector rotation in the market. Well, let's hope so. And obviously, one of the bigger influences on the market at the moment is the extraordinary rally in the U.S. stock indices, uh, because mm. they're all at record highs every single day. Every single mm. day, it is the yeah. Nasdaq going to a new high, the S&P going to a new high, the Dow Jones vaulting its way through 29,000. And it's all mm-hmm. to do with, um, well, I know what it's all to do with, but uh, this is what the media says. It's all to do with trade, war, consumption. Consolidation, in other words, people saying, well, we think that they're going to come to a deal after two years of haggling. The impeachment process, which is, uh, according to Mr. Mm. Trump, a hoax. But anyway, it it comes down to the fact that he's still in power and he's getting stronger. And the other thing is corporate earnings, which are doing rather well. You see JP Morgan's results on the first day, Uh, the the best ever. I mean, it's extraordinary what's going on there. It's, It's a booming economy. Yeah, look, I, I think one, uh, you, you know, I, I can just take you back to, to the comment I've just made, the negative real yields in, in the States. And I think as long as you have those in place, it's very hard to see what's going to stop that market. Um, look, I, I used to be in the, in, in the camp that said it's, it's expensive, I wouldn't touch it. But now it seems as though as long as the liquidity tap is, is open and you've got negative real yields, uh, you know, but, but what's going to stop the market? And like you've just said, it's not as though earnings is collapsing in a heap. So, you know, it's it's. Uh, I would be careful, 
um, but it's it's hard to make a case against the market. Um, yes, if if he, I was just reading an article where they said if the Fed has stated that, and I, I didn't read the actual statement from the Fed, so this is quoted from from that statement. Apparently, the Fed has said that if some of the factors. Um, points towards a recovering economy, they will have to take back the, the interest rate cuts. Um, now, if we see some of that, then we do have a problem. Then I think that market might struggle. So if, if the Fed were to start um, uh, hiking, um, then we, we, we definitely, I think, might, might have a bit of an issue in, in the U.S. market. But up until that point, I can't really see what's going to stop it, unless it's an unforeseen event, which in these days is not, not that unforeseen, I suppose. Yeah, but <laughs> Trump at the... Yeah. At the Oh, you know, anything is possible. But Anu, any unforeseen mm-hmm. event these days is brushed aside after five minutes of trading or one yeah, day of trading. Yeah. We've seen it. I mean, we were on the brink of war, or rather the United yeah, States was on the brink yeah. of war and its allies with Iran. And then suddenly, you know, the market was yeah. uh, down one and a half percent and then suddenly it was up one percent the next day or so. Yeah, look, that, that, that's uh, that, that's uh, that's an issue or a, or a topic I can probably talk about for hours and hours. It's just unbelievable how the markets changed, not only over the last year. I mean, I'm saying the market has changed. If you look at long-term history, take a 100-year period and look, see what has changed in terms of how the markets quoted and information. Um, you know, it's it's changed dramatically. Um, so, so. You know, it's very hard to make a case for information, um, uh, having an information edge against anybody else because everybody's got the same information. Very hard to make a case for, uh, as we call it, alpha. So if you split alpha out, I'm not not talking about equity markets, you know, if you split alpha out into different types of alpha for equity, um, so information advantage is probably gone unless you've got insider trading and that that you're not allowed to do. So when it happens in Iraq, you know, the rest of the world knows it within seconds. So I I think, and that's what has happened. It just, it's far quicker for the world or market participants to, to get the news and to work through it and then to make an assumption. And then it's also far easier for the politicians um, to say, look, this is, this is, this isn't war, which is testing one another than it was in the past. In the past, it would have taken far longer for that to happen. So by the time it's happened, it's too late almost. And I think that that's what's definitely changed in, uh, in, 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 in you know, equity markets. Not only equity markets, but asset markets, if you want to call it that. So the only advantage one can really create is you need concentration risk. So if you're buying equities, it needs to be a concentrated portfolio. So you need to take risk. That obviously brings other risk um, because if you, if you choose the wrong ones, then it, it's going to work against you. But you're not going to be able to outperform the market by being like the market and more so now. So you have to be concentrated. And then I think that the last thing, you know, and there's more of them and we can have a long discussion about it, but the last important one is time frame. And the market tends to be very short-term focused these days. And, uh, uh, you know, I I think there's a case to be made for taking a longer time frame than um, the normal day-to-day guy who trades in the market. And I think those are the two two things you can probably make money on. Um, But outside of that, you're going to struggle, I think, in my opinion. Okay, let's wrap this up now and have a look at – this is the first time we've spoken in 2020. Let's have a look at what your your asset allocation and your ideas are for the Mm. rest of the year. And let's make it uh, SA-focused if we can. Uh, so, so for, uh, December we we we, we tilted our asset allocation slightly away from well not slightly we tilted it away from from the dollar 
um, which didn't work up until that point because obviously the rand weakened. Um, so, so, but but the the last week, and that's very short term. We've just spoken about it. We shouldn't be quoting last week, but over the last term, last week, and and, and the events that has happened is actually now looking as though it might work. And I think that's a theme for, like I've said, uh, a stronger rand for longer. I think might be one of the themes. Um, and then. Secondly, we did take some local exposure, uh, local equity Inc. exposure. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think it's not all doom and gloom, um, but you need to to buy the right stocks. And uh, look, we don't do stock picking per se. Um, and, and i got to admit, we still have in, in the share portfolios that we do manage, um, which is more quantitative model driven, we do still have resource exposure as well. Uh, so we haven't sold out resources, but I do think, in my opinion, this is not the, not, not sky blue. This is not honor. In my opinion, it feels as though we're getting closer to a point where there might be a sector rotation. So I would most probably not start buying resources now. Um, although I know I've, I've spoken, you know, I've spoken to somebody else, one of the very good fund managers. Uh, he used to be a hedge fund manager, and he's now teaching at UCT, and and he had a very different opinion on this and he said un, 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 until the taps in the US is closed in terms of liquidity and, and those negative rural yields um, you could probably, he doesn't see a reason why he shouldn't buy um, commodity stocks in South Africa um, Yeah. So, but but my, my opinion is, you know, I just think we're getting close to, those, to, to that rotation so I, I would probably look at SA Inc. shares, start looking at SA Inc. shares um, and start looking at, at bonds. Bonds um, had a rally and then they they sell off sold off again and and I think we might have a little bit of a rally, um, but yeah so you know we we haven't seen lots of periods in history where interest rates are cut so cash rates are coming down yeah and you don't see risky assets um, outperforming so I would be very careful to to bet against something like that. Anu, thank you very much for your extended analysis. Really good stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, Anu Smith is from Sky Blue Fund Managers in the Western Cape. And that was the weekly wrap. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.